1: Welcome into the latest edition of the Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by Rotofanatic.com. Go to Rotofanatic.com today and check out closing remarks from Mike Carter. You need bullpen help and he gives it to you every Sunday at Rotofanatic.com. It's episode 114. Today, your host Christopher Deary and Michael Govier are prepared to bring back a Palazzo regular. He is without a doubt the sweetest, kindest man in the fantasy realm, yet he also predicted the rise of Matt Olson. so take it from a guy who knows his shit and will give you a high five even when he beats you in fantasy. Expect nothing but first-class behavior all the way. When Carlos Marcano joins the Blotso Podcast. Carlos is going to break down fantasy baseball with the trade deadline looming. Deary, Govier, and Carlos have plenty of scenarios related to the trade deadline. Who will benefit, who will reap the rewards, and who will be left hanging out to dry? The fellas will also play a game of name that runner-up fab bid and take another look at victory laps gone bad. There are too many words to describe how wonderful Carlos Marcano is, so at the very least, follow him on Twitter at CAMarcano. Take it away,
2: boys!
3: Apologies. Sorry for being late, everyone. We are now here at the Heyo to Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the number one fantasy baseball podcast on the internet and in the United States of America. Puerto Rico, and the greater Caribbean, and including North America, Canada, Alaska, the bridge between Russia and Alaska, maybe we're big in Hawaii, I don't know, the Philippines, Guam, I don't know how we rate in Polynesia, but I do know that we try to put on the best damn show we could possibly do every time. I'm here with my co-host, C. Deary1999 on Twitter, Christopher Deary, hello Chris. What's up man? Not much, man. We're here to do a little action here. Have a little baseball talk. Nice little Saturday, even though it's Monday. It's a weird day for the show. We already did two episodes earlier.
4: I did. I I saw. I was getting the live feed. I'm like, what is going on, man? You're doing two afternoon shows. I'm at work. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome.
3: Yeah, I could (laughs) have asked you, but they were just quick hitters. They were supposed to be 20-minute. One was a Prospects thing, and the other one was an injury breakdown. What's going on? So we're going to try to bring this to you guys every Monday. The latest on what's going on, Prospects. And the latest was what's going on with every injury around Major League Baseball with an actual guy, Dr. David A. Meyer, who has worked at the Cardinals and in the business. And he knows injuries. He's a rehab medical coordinator. So make sure you guys check that out. We'll do it every Monday. But let's get to our guest. He needs an introduction? He needs no introduction? I don't know. I mean, I think he's worthy of an introduction. But Carlos has been on the show before. We talked about Matt Olson, And what do you know? Matt Olson having the breakout season... Of all seasons that he's had, then you definitely get a lot of kudos for that because you wrote an article before the season, way before the season,
5: about how Matt Olsen it, it, it was could only be the MVP. December. It was only last December. Not that, not that early, it, you know?
3: Way before the season, though. The season <laughs> starts in April. just, just fooling around. <laughs> Amazing. Matt Olsen, I, has he done everything that you thought he would do in that article? Uh and a the
5: little changes, bit better, The changes, the adjustments. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, especially you know all the the things regarding his plate discipline. I mean, I I, I think everyone is surp- even him should be surprised at, on, on that, to be honest. Then, but uh, he he's just an amazing uh, batter, and I think we haven't seen yet his his peak. You know, he's just getting better and better. Deary, Matt Olson,
3: did you have high expectations this year? I can't remember.
4: <laughs> I did. Absolutely. I, lo- I I absolutely love Matt Olson. I said he had a really good shot at 40 home runs and he's well on his way. He's got 27 right now, but you know, Carlos pointed at something that's been huge for him this year. His K rate is down 15% to last year, 8% what it was in his career, and he's batting 287. I don't think we expected him to have a batting average like he is, but he is just carrying the A's. Obviously, Matt Chapman's had a lot of struggles this year, but Matt Olson has yeah. been an absolute superstar. I, I picked him to be in that race for MVP if he could, you know, carry the A's to the AL West title, and, you know, they're going to they're going to be in a nice little battle out there, but Matt Olsen is just, you know, absolutely amazing, one of the top first basemen in the game, and like Carlos said, he may not even have hit his peak yet.
5: Yeah, the guy is amazing. I I have him for uh, 280, 360, 595, triple slash line. So it's pretty close, you know? And for 47 homers for the the season. So he's on his way. He's on his way. Damn!
3: Shit, that's amazing, dude. Well done. I'm very impressed by that. I think about you every time now. It's impossible for me to think about Maddelson and not think about (laughs)
5: Carlos Marcano. I'm not kidding. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, I'm a, a, an official president of the Matt Olson Sweethearts. That, that, I don't know if that, <laughs> how what, what how does that speaks about me, but yeah, I'm that. <laughs> I love it.
3: Everybody loves a good sweetheart. And yeah. when I was on the RotoWire podcast six eight weeks ago, I swear I met Matt Olson came up and I mentioned your name. I know I did because if I, I'm I ever heard, on a show. <laughs> Yeah, see, if I'm ever on a show and somebody says medals and what do you think? I'm like, well, Carlos Marcano says blah, blah, blah. It's not my information. It's yours. And you deserve full uh, credit for that, especially when you nail it so good. You really nailed this one, dude. This
5: deserves a lot of credit. No, I got lucky. I got lucky. Let's see how if I can get better because my fantasy teams need that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
3: Oh, geez. Well, hey, anyways, Carlos is going to talk about more than just Carlos and Matt Olsen. There's more to him. There's more to him than that. We're going to cover a bunch of stuff today. We've already done Enrico's Inquisition with him, so we're not going to do that again. That's old news, old hat. We'll do the catch of the day. Talk about some players that deserve the spotlight. Trade deadline. Your... Who is his gain? Who's going to gain from the moves? Will it be the players themselves that get dealt? Trade deadline's coming up this week, July 31st. Or will it be a player, an ancillary player, or maybe a player that hasn't even been called up yet that's going to take the reins and take control of an opportunity for a player that has slipped away? We'll talk about that. Of course, we'll play a quick game of name, that runner-up bit, which is a delicious game. A lot of fun. And we'll close it out with Victory Laps Gone Bad. Now, I tried this last week, and I didn't get a chance to do it with Deary, I don't think. So I want to get everybody involved on this because I'm hitting the road after today. I'm going to Georgia this week. I will be... Available. I'm gonna be around, I think. I'm gonna bring my stuff with me. I hope to do a show. Got some other people lined up this week, including Ray Murphy, who's from baseball HQ. Very cool dude. So hoping to make that show happen, but we'll see. My nephew's birthday. Nick, if you're out there, happy ninth birthday coming up soon this weekend. Woohoo! Yay! Yippee! Very exciting. Nicholas Govier. He's a good little dude. Gonna turn nine years old. And I'm gonna to try to do a podcast with a child around, which sounds impossible. So we'll see. I've never done that before. You ever done a anybody ever done it? I mean, you are. A Carlos father. got
4: like two kids inside right now.
5: <laughs> uh, that's why I'm in the balcony, you know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he keeps,
3: yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> you said that earlier. Mr. Balcony, Carlos Marcano. Carlos is live with us. And don't forget, dearie, Carlos Marcano is not Carmirano. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that up a couple <laughs> times.
4: <laughs> when oh, when right. Carlos has like checked in on stuff, I'm like,
5: oh, yeah, it's Carm
4: He's like. Deary, no it's carlos and i'm like god i'm such an ass <laughs> i apologize okay. to everyone <laughs> no, i get excited then mix up names
3: their handles look similar they're that's, both C yes a that's, a what, with an that's M. what it is it's the handle no, and, it, it,
5: and carms is a cool a cool guy so i i, I forgive you don't worry yes
3: <laughs> yeah just don't yes. forget uh carms has the clubhouse in it at carms clubhouse Ugh. at carms clubhouse on twitter make sure you follow carm he's a great follow fellow Rota <laughs> Fanatic fellow And, of course, the show's brought to you by Roadofanatic.com. Check out the latest articles. We got Mike Carter's closing remarks. He works so hard on it. Give him his due. Give him some time and energy. And also, the injury report, also known as the infirmary report, from Davey Funnel. Great guy. I love Davey. If you don't know who he is, follow him at sports underscore nuts 51. A little complex of a handle, but you guys can handle it. You're all mature people. Unless you're children that watch the show, dearie. I don't know. Maybe we have kids that watch the show. I have no Mm -hmm. idea. I mean, would you watch a show... If we were
4: thirteen, we love baseball. I'd watch a show like this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, definitely. I I, I believe my nephew, as Connor, has checked in a couple of times. We don't talk enough about like Fortnite, so he 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 skates out pretty early. Damn it!
2: That's my the mom. Of the show.
4: My mom watches though. I remember that. Yeah, you told me that recently. She's like, That's like, show. I just want to see your face. Like, thanks, mom. Oh.
3: She has no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. So, what did, what did you have a few mom, moms this the best? Huh? <laughs> Mom's, I'm going, I'm going on a road trip with my mom this week. So yeah, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I love my mom and life is complicated and we're going to make the best right. of it. That's what I know. That's the one thing I know for sure, Carlos. Brock this monster says not enough fork, fork knife. I think he meant Fortnite. It says fork knife. Not <laughs> enough fork knife talk for the kids these days. Sorry, Brock. Buzzkill. I hear you. Spork. Spork. Yes. Uh, Carlos, have you ever used a spork?
5: uh i've never used one i know i know what it is but i mean it sounds like something pretty much useless <laughs> they just no! break you. it's very useful
3: it's got to, okay. it's a spoon and a fork combined it's a spoon with little fork edges on the bottom of it very weird
5: yeah okay totally needed yeah i get it yeah, i don't use it
3: very often i can't remember the last time i used a spork which is actually a great thought for us all to kind of ponder right now although hey it's rico plato Venice baseball podcast of course Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, yeah. give me two. Got to get that in there. Thank you to Brock, who's here in the live chat. You can be like Brock. Participate. Drop a comment in. Ask a question. Ask Deary a question about Sporks. Or ask Carlos about Matt Olsen. I mean, there's other things about him. You know, ask him what his favorite color is, or what's his favorite flower. Or how many steals will Aldo Berto Montessi ultimately have at the end of the season? Four? I don't know. Ten, still possible. I'll say one. Oh, damn! That's cold. What about you, dearie? How many steals end of season, Albert Demansy? Five. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. I said four. I can roll with that. I did. I went high on the ten. That was. But really, he'll like scoop up two the, in one
5: game. Yeah. The thing with him is that he has to stay healthy, man. And <laughs> these days, it, that doesn't look like possible for him, which is a big shame for the guy. Mm-hmm. So big yeah, shape that's the thing, fantasy
4: man. owners that drafted him in the second round. That's for sure.
3: Like me. Oh the Palazzo Podcast invitation. We've covered this many times on the show. I took with my second pick. Although it was an auto pick. I will admit that. But whatever. It's true. I did it. <laughs> so. I did the Razz Bowl today, which was weird. Uh, football. It's weird to be, yeah, it's weird to be drafting again. It's Razz Bowl. It's football. It's true. Uh, Carlos, do you play fantasy football? I'm in the
5: middle of Ras Bowl right now, too. Oh, who'd you take with your first pick? Ah, uh, you're going to make fun of me. Because well, I had we're always going to make one, fun I, of you. I had I, I had the number one pick, overall pick, and guess who I got? Pat Mahomes. <laughs> no, no, not that. I went with Delvin Cook instead of McCaffrey, and everybody's giving me a hard time in the chat room. Uh, I don't know. He's healthy. He's great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, really I that. trust him more to stay healthy than, than McCaffrey. We, we, we've seen a little bit more from, from him in, for the past couple of years, right? I mean, I don't. Have, yeah, I, I'm gambling. I, I would not
3: rip that at all, Carlos. I wouldn't rip that at all. You that do, you Carlos. You're, you're an awesome guy, but not well, everyone is like that. <laughs> I, I, I can give you phone numbers a couple of my ex-girlfriends. They might say otherwise. Anyway,s I'll tell you this: it's business time. Dalvin oh, Cook oh, yeah. is going to get to business this year. He's going to rush for two thousand yards gonna and going to have eight hundred yards oh. receiving. It's going to be a monster That's year for Dalvin right, Cook. But for the Plaza Thursday, Podcast. Usually make love. We're also Wednesday hitting a monster the year. Night. It's the best year we've ever had, Deary. Even though it's technically only our second year, but it's the best year we've ever had, and it's all thanks to all of you. It's the best year. It is. The trophy, the trophy considerations are closed. Uh, me and Deary need to have like an actual private meeting to talk about it and really get it going because it's already July 26th. Uh, we to We're gonna get it done though, Carlos. Do you have any final offerings for a trophy idea?
5: Oh my God. Ah uh, maybe oh, something yeah. with uh, business. I don't know. Get something autographed or something yes, that that's cool from someone. Yes, not not something pretty yes, expensive, yes, but but maybe something weird. Say, business, Think about I, it. Yeah.
3: That's a interesting ex- ex- exceptional idea, Deary. What if we got the autograph of the guy who says,
4: "Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo."
3: Oh, is he that? alive? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking that up right now. I I, I, bet, he is.
4: I, I bet we could find him. Someone, someone yeah, somewhere. Yeah. You know.
3: If he's alive, possibly, yes. But it's I, I have a feeling cool. he's alive, and I'm trying to look up his name right now. I wonder what he's... <laughs> In the movie The Naked man, Gun, where he says, Hey, man, it's Enrico Palazzo. That's all he does. And he's just yeah. there at the baseball game saying that one line. So we I'm wondering how listen. he's labeled in the movie. Yeah.
5: Imagine his surprise when he gets an email. Hey, do you want to sign something for your anonymous po- podcast? And your fan baseball po- podcast? Mike, yes. just look him up.
4: Just look him up from Pee Wee Herman. He's definitely casting
5: that.
3: Oh, I already found him, though. I found him there. His name is Mark Holton. There he is. Look at that mustache.
5: There
3: you are. Mark I bet he plays fantasy baseball. He might. Yes, he's definitely. He was. He's not that old. He was born in 1958, so he's still in his 60s. So he's alive and well. He lives in Oklahoma. He's so, born in Oklahoma City, anyways. We're gonna find you, Mark Holton. Yep. This is it. This is our opportunity right now. It's a genius idea from our pal Carlos Marcano. Mark Holton, yeah. we are officially offering. Tracking you down. We want to find you, we want you to come on this podcast, we want to interview you, and we would love to get your autograph so that we could forever, forever have it as a part of the Palazzo Podcast Annual Trophy, which is our yearly challenge of fantasy baseball. Love to have it. Let's get the word out,
5: guys. Mark Holt.
3: Oh, Brock's got a good idea. Get a cameo from him. Shit.
5: That's a good idea. That's good, too.
3: Genius. See, we're all working together, man. Two is better than one. Three heads, four heads. I'll take as many heads as I can get. more head, the better. I love it. All right, so thank you to everybody who's been a part of the show this season. We say it every show. We mean it. It's true, and it's authentic. Me and Deary love doing the show. It really is a fun time, and that's pretty much it. I want to say thank you to all of our followers. New followers, you guys are the best. You guys are the ones that are really making the Palazzo Podcast grow and our Twitter feed grow. I mean, we're getting... We're like a 1,050 now. It seems like we just passed a 1,000 followers. Now we're up to a 1,050. So thank you, everyone. You guys give us your time and energy. And I dig it. I really dig on it. You guys may think, oh, this guy's lame. Bunch of bullshit. But it's not. It's real. It's all true. Right, Deary? Oh, it's absolutely genuine. That'll doubt. Do you know ATX underscore Tesla Jones? That's a new follower. Tesla Jones? ATX underscore Tesla Jones. Hmm. Dick Jones? Maybe it's Dick Jones. Dick Jones! What about Roto B? Under uh, at Roto Bonsali. I don't know any of these people. Well, they're all new followers on the right. Plato Podcast Twitter feed. So Welcome. oh, and how about this one? B Shot. Spelled just like Mard Shot, but it's B shot from Detroit. Ben from Detroit. How about that? Not aware, but now we are friends. By the way, Ben uh Ben Shot, we are not not accusing you of being related to Mard Shot anyway, <laughs> so we want to make sure that's <laughs> <be> clear. <laughs> Steve Johnson's in the house. What's up, Steve Johnson? Hello, Steve Johnson. You seem like a new person. I've never seen your name on this feed before. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to have you aboard. The live stream comments are bumping. Ryan Venancio in the house. What's up, y'all? Steve wants to know, how's it going? So, Carlos, how is it going?
5: Amazing, man. Better moment of my life to be alive. So, I can't complain.
3: (laughs) I love it. And with Carlos, you get that type of positivity. He keeps it real, too, though. He's not just some guy out there being a slappy, like, "Eh, everything's great, everything's awesome. No, we don't do that here on this show. We wouldn't have him on. We know authentic guests when we see him, and that's why we bring him on the Plato Podcast. All right, so I, I laid out some of the stuff we're going to do today. We talked about Carlos. Carlos, anything else you want to pump here? Uh, you got any articles or anything in the hopper people should
5: know about right now? Um. So we were doing an Olympics, baseball Olympics thing in picture list. So maybe now that we're in the middle of the summer Olympics, people want to take a look. It's really nice. uh, uh, Teams previews and recaps of the game. So, I mean, it's a different phase of the, of our beloved game that not, you don't have the chance to look around every uh, all the time. So if people want to know more about, how baseball is going on in Israel, in, in Mexico. Brad in, Ausmus. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I think it would be... You yeah. hear that? Yeah,
3: it's coming in hot. <laughs> it's like it's right outside the front door.
5: <laughs> Intense. Uh, so, I think people could enjoy that. And I also did a, a Pete Rose article recently, and I, I have, people haven't been really nice to me because, you know, he's... Oh. he's a beloved uh pete rose uh, yeah i I mean you you have to see the comments from the cincinnati guys
3: (laughs) what did you uh did you say something negative or positive
5: uh both <laughs> in terms oh. of i i just stayed in, on on the sport side of the stuff no i didn't i didn't do anything you know regarding the other stuff i i really don't care about that but uh, well i care but not in that in that uh situation is there so, other stuff what is this
4: other stuff we speak of
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but um uh, i just you know talked about how he was great but uh he was great for his you know for his time you know uh, he was at the right playing at the right moment uh to get all the attention and and Hmm. if he were playing these days it would have been harder for even with all those hits you know because we care more about on base percentage uh, you know homers slugging ops and things like that and and he was basically an an average guy uh but he's not even in the top hundred on average so you know people love him for something that he wasn't the best at that either so it's an some some ideas that i got about it
3: i love it but you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation when you
5: talk about pete rose Damn yeah
3: yeah Yeah, cincinnati fans all the old school bozos out there are gonna be pissed how oh, dare you you're about pete rose He's a good man he never did anything wrong he killed bart giamatti you assholes he killed him <laughs> Pete Rose is responsible for Bart Giamatti's death. I'm going on the record right now.
4: You know, you really wonder what the league would have been like if Mr. Giamatti could have stuck in that role for a while, but he died way too young. He was in that role for what? Not that long? A year? That Two years? About, um, Two months. No, it was way
3: less than that. Faye Vincent resigned in 89, I believe. Wait, he, he didn't, didn't even bar- do a
5: full tenure. He didn't even no, do a full
3: It wasn't even close. It was like that summer he banned
5: Pete Rose and he died. <laughs> yeah. That, that's Terrible. the only thing he had the chance to do is
3: something like that. Oh, sorry. Faint Vincent took over him. But who was the guy before Bart uh, uh, I don't
5: remember. Lubenthal be honest. Or...
3: Commissioners. Name your commissioners, guys. Stay up to date on your MLB commissioners. It's important. <laughs> there was Uh Uberoth. Peter Uberoth was a guy. He was a commissioner. I know that. No way. No. Yeah. Anybody
4: else? Anybody I else? remember. i was too young to you remember. I'm looking it up, though. Oh, come on.
3: Yeah. Well, name me some commissioners off the top of your head. Just give me some names. Not Kennesaw Mountain scumbag
4: racist. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Yeah, the worst ever. That guy's such well, a fucking about, racist. What about Happy Chandler?
3: Yeah, okay. I think he's racist too because he's older. The older, they are, they're yeah, they're uh, all
4: racist. Bowie Bowie Q until Q until eighty four.
3: He, I don't know about him. I'll
4: leave. I'll it was leave. Uh, it was Uberoth. Oh yeah. Okay. It yeah. Murder, he was bro. he was eighty four to
5: eighty nine. that oh. exciting, Carlos. Isn't this fun? <laughs> I, I learned something new today. Right, woo-hoo. No way.
3: Yes, it's true. You can learn something new on this podcast every time. Don't forget, sub the YouTube channel, Palazzo Podcast. 2Ls, two 2Zs, two or if you prefer. No, hit the wrong button. You talk. give me two. Terrible producing. I apologize. I will tell you this. The podcast version has bonus music, but the YouTube version has our faces. So it depends if you're an audio person or if you're a visual person, but we give you both. So sub the YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And, of course, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts helps the show grow. If you like what we do with Carlos, if you like Christopher Deary, because he's got a great background, then give us a five-star review and make the show two thumbs up. That'd be really nice for us. Definitely. Yay! Okay, there it is. Last thing I'll say about Pete Rose is he played hard, but he was an asshole. You know, he created when he blasted into ray fossey the blowing into the catcher that was never part of the game until he did that and it left the game because it doesn't have a positive legacy so when i i tend to agree with everything you're saying about him the more you start to break down his career and you really dive into it forget the gambling stuff just talk baseball just
5: talk baseball yeah not not that great and it's a lot of negatives so yeah yeah. and and the thing is that for uh, chasing that uh, record just made his career worse because he, he was in free fall of the final five years, but he had to play to get the record, you know, and everything else got worse and worse and worse.
3: Just like Albert Pujols. He's chasing this home run. I feel like he's chasing home runs and his average yeah. is...
5: Yeah. I mentioned Pujols in the in the article too, but but... I mean, the first two-thirds of Pujols' career, it's something out of this world, you know? Uh, so you cannot first, even uh, compare it. In, in the, in the-,
3: yeah, the first 59 to 60%, yeah, I'll
5: give you that. Not, I'm not giving yeah. you 66%. I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's it, it's still not, not that good comp uh, because people bring Pujols a lot when, when they say, well, you know, all those greats also get very bad at the end of the, their careers. Yeah, but... Albert Pujols. I mean, it's Albert Pujols. It's, it's a totally way out of the. I don't know, one percent or, of the of the major league baseball players, things like that.
4: Yeah, that stretch run is an ama- is amazing, and it's not like he's going to play thirty years. Exactly. <laughs> What's he uh, at now? That
5: 20? ninety
4: nine. Ninety nine was his 20, first year. No, oh one. Pujols, 01. Oh, it was oh one? So it's his he no one. Oh, one, Yeah. He yeah. came right in.
3: This is it's 20 years in the bigs. By the way, he was born in January of 1980. That's fun. So he's like our same
4: age. Holy so shit. think of
3: Pujols, dearie, as like the exact same age as us. He's, he's eight part months of
4: older than same... us? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's part, part of the Poo-Hol's same.
5: Like... <laughs> young, he's younger than me. I'm, I'm 43, so I'm 78. He's younger I'm, than holy... me. Holy. <laughs> oh. Wow. It's so dumb
3: to think about this. It's so dumb. That's why I really, f- I know performance-enhancing drugs were big in 01. They were. That's a fact. I didn't say anything else, but they were a part of the game in 01. And he comes on the scene, It's 330 with 37 home runs. No, like, rookie call-up where he played 10 games to September. He just comes on full bore, 2001, and blasts on the scene with this amazing all-star season. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. He, had a, he had a WRC plus, a 159 over 161 games.
4: Yeah, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who immediately out of the gate was an MVP candidate.
3: It's ah, rare. Total. It's so rare.
5: Total. La, La maquina. maquina. Albert Pujols. La Maquina. La Maquina de the machine.
2: machine. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. And it counts. <laughs> By the way, Marv Albert retired this year. Rest in power, Marv. We're going to miss you. You were a legend. No doubt about it. A broadcasting icon, Marv Albert. Just want to throw that in there. Real quickly, I got to ask, would you rather have all-time Two holes or Miggy? Is it even close or no?
5: Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to get too much heat if I don't say Miggy from my Venezuelan uh, friends. Yeah. You know?
3: Well, I'm going to say we're
5: Detroit people. So, yeah, we'll get pissed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. So Venezuelans.
5: Bro- 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 yeah. Brock says, A Rud." <laughs>
3: End, of, end list? of list? What? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Brock. No one says A-Rod end of list. Unless it's a steroids list, then yes, that's a yeah. good list.
5: <laughs> oh my A-Rod's God. not yeah, in the conversation
4: man. anymore. He, 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 he took himself off that list. Yeah, definitely.
3: Oh. Okay. I'm well, no now saying
5: that, that more people should be doing bunts and things like that i i don't think that's helping him either so he keeps <laughs> still saying that the game everyone needs to bunt I, I mean for a guy that hit that many homers that's kind of weird a weird advice or advice right
4: it is yeah the best is did you see sunday night baseball last week they asked uh a rod who his dark horse mvp was and he said he said otani he's like they're like that's not a dark horse what are you kidding me <laughs> Oh my is it God! Who? All-Star. Oh, Tani Who? Come on! Yeah,
3: that's the bright horse. You dumbass! Come on, A Rod, you're a fucking dumbass. You heard yeah. it on the show. I'm calling you out right now. I don't care if it gets me banned. I don't care who shuts me down. A Rod, I have a lot of disrespect for you. I feel like you're a false idol, and I don't like it. Leave it there.
4: Brock we'll this monsters some fire today, man.
3: Yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm thinking about a legacy here, and the Plazzo Podcast is building a legacy. We have quality guests. Predict the future before it happens. And we're authentic. It's very important. I meant uh guys, Brockness Monster's commenting here for those of you on the podcast. I meant guys to show up and immediately be MVP candidates. Arod, Pujols, Maguire. Ah, yes. Oh, that's true. Definitely. Yeah. That's Good list. list.
5: My, I'll give you that, bro. My that said that previous rookie of the year record for Homers, right? 47 Homers in 87.
3: That's right. That was absolutely what happened. Actually, you know, I watched something cool last night. I will admit this. Deary, you got to watch this too. It was the MLB Network's doing this new series called the uh, Walk-Off Stories. Have you seen any of these?
4: They just do Gibby every day?
3: <laughs> well, that's the one I watched. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's other ones. I have yeah. There's the 2003 Aaron Boone home run Game 7 ALCS. Oh, cool. There's, there's some other ones. But I watched the Gibby one, and it was great to watch because they, they kind of lay out a story, and they build it all up to that moment where he hits the walk-off home run. You know, and yeah, and it's a gonna be a home run, unbelievable! Jack Buck's yeah. call, Ben Scully's call, and a third call on local radio for the Dodgers, which I'd never heard. It was Don Drysdale's call, which is oh, interesting. Unfortunately, it's very weak compared to Buck and yeah, of course, Scully's call. No yeah. offense to you, Don Drysdale.
5: That's good. I-, I took that out of my mind. Being an Ace fan, it's not the best the best time of mm-hmm. my life. So uh, that's so ridiculous uh, uh, that's that
4: Ace team should have gotten three championships.
5: Yeah, they talk
3: about that on the show. This is MLB Network's walk-off stories. very good series. Check it out, guys. Jose Canseco's on it. He's talking, and he's talking about how rooted up he was, and he was the first (laughs) 40-40 guy. And Dennis Eckersley talked about how nobody supported him, even though he was this tough badass. He was the closer of closers at the time. Totally dominant, right? But nobody made eye contact with him. Nobody would look at him in the eyes. He says this in the story. I felt really bad because nobody would make eye contact with me. And then it goes to Tony La Russa right after that saying, that's my big regret. I wish I would have stayed out there for him. The manager did stay out for his closer after he just got blasted. That's bogus.
4: Sounds familiar, La Russa. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
5: Dumbass. Oh,
3: my. I've seen way too much La Russa releasing. I also watched the Daryl Kyle death story recently, which I forgot about. That was a sad story. That was a... That happened in 2002. So it was 19 years ago last month. Holy
4: shit. It was that long ago now? Wow. It was. Yeah. He was was uh,
3: 34, died of a heart attack in his sleep. And LaRusso was the manager of the Cardinals at the time. And he talked about how they'd. I get more credit for LaRusso after watching that because he was really honest about the experience. And they had had like a disagreement because Kyle felt like he let the team down. He was kind of struggling before he died. But then he got right. But he was arguing with LaRusso about it. But then they kind of settled it. So. Yeah, I think is You don't win a couple World Series and manage for 40 years by being a
5: total dipshit, right, Carlos? Yeah, well, the guy's smart, but he's still an asshole. So, <laughs> I mean, you can be smart and be and be an asshole. That that's yeah, uh, not uh, mutually exclusive, you know. This is coming from the guy <laughs> whose Twitter handle says
3: you're my Mercedes Stan" account. Let's make sure we get that on the record. So, <laughs> not that there's any oh, bias, man. of
5: course. Don't get, don't get me going on that, man, please. <laughs> oh no, come on, dude, this is your
3: platform. Let's hear it. Give it to us. Come on, this is your chance. I'm, I'm, Tony Russa, totally screwed your mind, Mercedes career, calls him out blatantly, totally disrespects him. How do you feel about it?
5: Oh man, I, I think in, in the world of lousy bosses, Tommy LaRusa is <laughs> you know, on another level, you know. I, I mean, you can, let's say that Mercedes actually did not follow the instructions. He had to, I don't, you know, give a damn. You cannot swing, or the, the instruction was something else. Cool. The guy did something else. Why in the world are you going to throw him under the bus in front of all mainstream media, in front of every other opponent, in front of your teammates? have a conversation with the guy in the locker room you know shake his, his head and, and do whatever you have to do but like men do you know between uh, behind closed doors I'm sorry and and, and do your stuff that that's there is a, a very old saying that you congratulate in public and you call out stuff in private that that's that's simple you know that that's 101 uh, for any managerial thing. So uh, who's a bigger tool, LaRouza or a uh, That's a close race, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say a tie, Tyler. So, so uh, but I mean, I, 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 I'm an Ace fan. I, I've been looking at what Larusa does for a long time, you know. And, and and the guy, he's he's a smart guy. And and but a lot of people doesn't give Dave Duncan the enough credit to what he did for Larusa's pitching coach uh, ca- career. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dave Duncan was, was with the, him forever. The, forever. And 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 uh, he he asked him to go with him to Chicago, but Duncan said finally that he wasn't gone, but he also asked him to go with him to Chicago again. And they Duncan, he, he was the mastermind behind a lot of the, of <laughs> behind all those LaRouza pitching staff. And, and, and I mean, I I'm not saying that he owes everything to him, but he, he, ha, he had a good, uh, a good um, partnership with him and, and the, the guys is, 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 is smart, but he's an asshole. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, we cannot hide the stuff behind them, whatever he's done, you know.
3: Hell yes. Preach on, my friend. Carlos Marcano. Yeah. Come and correct. Come original, as 311 said once upon a time. I love it. Thank you for that. We needed that because we didn't really go to town on that as much as we should have at the time. And your perspective is warranted, too. So thank you for being thoughtful, honest, and the guy that we all expect you to be. At least I expect you to be. Thank you. Well done knows, brother. Oh, my. <laughs> we got a first time watcher here, Tyler Peterson. Welcome in. This is what you get at the Plaza Podcast. We rip on Tony LaRusa, we talk fantasy baseball. Woohoo!
5: Welcome, Tyler.
3: Okay. Well, we got, we talked about a lot of stuff already, but let's just call it leading off. It's time for our catch of the day, which is what we always do when we get into leading off. And good. Our first catch of the day. For me, it's easy. I
4: mean, <laughs> no brainer. You can't stop talking about this guy, Mike. <laughs> do I talk about him a lot? Is this a... I, I, if him you him? follow Mike Ovier on Twitter, Mike's been uh, rubbing this guy raw for a while. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow, son of a bitch.
0: We talking about
3: practice. Well, i practice a lot. I've repetitively watched him play. I have... Read his stats over and over again. I check his box scores again and again and again. It's a lot of practice. You're right. But bottom line is Dalton Varsho is so exciting right now because he's actually tapping into what a lot of people who loved him were expecting from him. In fact, he's actually, in the moment, gone beyond that. He's crushing bombs like a madman, showing real power, which I was in it for the steals at catcher. That's all it was. And if he can be a better version than... Isaiah kiner falefa who's going to lose his catcher eligibility because he hasn't caught in forever. This is the last year of that. That's on Yahoo anyways. That's going bye-bye. But that's where you get steals at the catcher position for the most part. So, I'll tell you this. Dalton is a badass. I hope he plays for the rest of the year. But, Deary, let me ask you real quickly. Carson Kelly is rehabbing, which we talked about earlier today with Dr. David A. Meyer in the injury show. What's the injury show called? It's called... At the trainer's table, something like that. The trainer's table with Dr. David A. Meyer. It's a very clever name by me. <laughs> but I talked about, hey, can Carson Kelly really be impactful? He had a wrist fracture a month ago, and he's already back. What
4: do you think? Well, it's interesting. The, the D-backs are in an interesting position because Varsho is, what, 25? Carson Kelly's 27. So they got two guys that, you know, Kelly's been able to produce here for the last year and a half. I think he was a sneaky pick in a lot of drafts. Everybody loves that upside of Dalton Varsho. And now he's finally getting the opportunity. We've seen what Varsho can do in the minors. The guy could hit for average, hit for power. More importantly, he could steal from that catcher position, which is just not something that you see very often. And now he's getting this opportunity. I would be so frustrated if Kelly comes back and takes all this time from Varsho. Now – There could be a hope that maybe the Diamondbacks can find another spot in the field for Varsha, especially if he's staying hot right now. I think they need to figure out a way to be able to play both of these guys. I mean – what you got right now with Paven Smith had a, had a you know a decent season. David Peralta could be a trade chip somewhere. You got Cole Calhoun, who's you know a dinosaur out there in right field, and he can also never stay healthy. Can you find a spot to where maybe Varsho is out in the outfield a little bit, which we've seen here and there, and then maybe he can spell Kelly at catcher? I think they can live in a world where both these guys are out there and can produce for them, but they've got to give Dalton Varsho some heavy playing time here to the rest of the season to figure out where he yeah. fits in their organization. I think he's a part of their future. So hopefully as fantasy owners like yourself, Mike, and myself, as I just picked him up because I'm playing kind of the catcher carousel right now, um, that we can see more from Varsho getting that playing time because if that power is there and that speed is going to come, it's a real, real valuable asset. Down the stretch here is a lot of people are trying to make the playoffs or move up in some of the roto leagues. Mr.
3: Dynamite. Hell yeah! Dalton Varsho is Mr. Dynamite. Carlos, what else can you say about Carlos Pfft. Dalton Varsho, Carlos Varsho. do you know anybody named da- uh, Carlos Varsho? I've never met anybody but don't forget Gary Varsho is his father you remember
5: Gary Varsho? Gary Varsho, yeah
3: <laughs> oh my god he played for the I Reds
5: another Red was yeah, that another Red I think it yeah was.
3: yeah he wasn't that great but he was around he was a regular anyways that's it's not about Gary it's Dalton's time Carlos and with Carson returning the wrist fracture he's a right-handed hitter yeah. Will he be able to produce? Will he take time away because he was the centerpiece of the Paul Goldschmidt trade? So should we say Bafflation, Yeah. To Dalton Varsha's playing time or not?
5: So if if I were them, I would be shopping Carson Kelly around and see what what I can get. You know that that that, that way I, I would stick with Dalton and get some. They need prospects or something uh, because they are not competing right away. So they they can they could make some moves that that could help them you know, thinking on 2022 or, or, and beyond because you should not see Dalton Barsher now. You, you have to give him at-bats and let him, you know, just explode as, as he's been doing, you know, so... And
3: Carson uh, Kelly just turned 27, so he's no spring chicken, but he's coming into the prime of his career right now, so somebody could use him as somebody that could really contribute because he was kicking ass yeah. early in the year. Yeah. Remember the tear he was on, Remember, guys? He was killing
5: it. Yeah. He's he's good. He's good, but uh, I mean Barshau looks like he's going to be better. Uh, th- at least that that's that's what the, the, we are looking at uh right now. And um I I, I mean yeah, maybe as as, as Yuri says finding some uh, at bats playing on the outfield. I I, I have uh, Calhoun in a lot uh yeah, Colton Calhoun in a lot of leagues, but I think he he could take those that space that he's been because he's not as Dears said he's a dinosaur <laughs> looking where to die, and uh, <laughs> I mean it, it, it's the, it, it's like it is you know baseball is a it, it's a really hard game and, and that happens the, it is out with game. the old you know <laughs> and, uh, and and at the end it's a business, man. you have if I were the Dbacks I would be shopping around Kelly and and trying to rebuild something from there. Ah, but you did say it is the d backs. And reason will prevail. Reason Reason will will prevail! prevail. No, it will not. It's the Diamondbacks.
3: They're becoming the new Rockies when it comes to lineup decisions and playing time. They're taking over for the Rockies. I'm calling it. The Rockies are no longer the Rockies. Jeff Burdick's been fired, dearie. It's over. So, (laughs) if I have to trust between Dalton Varsho and Kelly with the Diamondback executive in the front office telling Tori Lavolo, who's a dead man walking, because the team is awful, and he's been there for four years. Tori Lavolo's done. Former Tiger, by the way. He was a fun Tiger. He never really did anything, but late 80s Tiger. It's over, though. So would you trade Varsho or Kelly, dearie?
4: I would personally try to keep both guys around and try to ship these guys that are in their early thirties. I think Eduardo Escobar when healthy can be productive. I think he's a guy you try to trade. trade. He's got, I mean, he's 32. You got David Peralta, left-handed bat that could give, give, you know, spell somebody off the bench somewhere. He's 33, Nick Ahmed, 31, Like we talked about, Mr. Dinosaur, Cole Kyle Hoon, 33. This is just an old lineup. Even Christian Walker, who hasn't even been in the league long, is 30. This is an absolutely horrid lineup to look at for a team that is 31 and 70. Um, if yeah, you can yeah. get something back for a Carson Kelly, I don't know who would be calling to get Kelly. But I also don't like trust this Diamondbacks organization to ship out any of these guys that they could get some prospects back for. I I just don't trust them. So they're cleaning house over there. Lavello's not going to make it. Uh, you know the pitching staff is in hell. They're in deep shit out here in the West over the next you know. Five six years with the way the way the Dodgers will spend and revamp their team over and over again. Yeah, um, obviously the Padres are on the rise, and what the Giants are doing this year, which I think the Giants are going to be big buyers here, uh, because winning that division out west is going to be extremely important because the other two teams are going to end up playing in that wild card. Yes, and then it you go back like to the Diamondbacks; they got Madison Bumgarner, thirty two years old, Merrill Kelly, thirty two years old. Jesus, like, I I don't even want to talk about this Diamondbacks team anymore. It gives me anxiety. and actually makes me feel good about my Tigers. Coors. <gasps> well, don't forget, they get to play at Coors,
3: though. Varsho, I'd like to see Dalton Varsho hit a home run at Coors Field. That's my current dream right now. I want to get a quick comment in here from Ryan Venancio, who says, Varsho is a surprisingly great center fielder. That may be where his future is. He is an excellent center fielder, no doubt about it. Also Ryan is a cool. great follow yeah. follow Ryan on Twitter at V E N underscore baseball and check out his band with sales ahead. They kick ass. If you like rock, you like metal, you want to jam out with some passion, some emotive heart. Go follow with sales ahead. Ryan's a great drummer. We love you, Ryan. Brock says having a good left-handed bat and a right-handed bat at catcher when the left, could play the outfield fantastic flexibility. That's a fair point. I'll give you that. Brock is smart too. follow Brock on Twitter at Brockness monster. He's a great follow. Yeah. And finally Brock says Kelly was big prospect in the Goldie trade. He's legit. Yes. Already said that Brock. Boring. I'm kidding Brock. I love you.
5: Uh okay, the so I loved the D-backs. problem with the, D-backs, the problem with that? D-backs is that, the problem with the D-backs is that they are cursed since since the Shelby Miller trade, you know. <laughs> that, they, they will never recover from that.
3: <laughs> that such a dumb trade. Even though Danby Swanson will never be the guy He's um, supposed maybe. to be. It's still yeah, awful,
5: awful, awful, awful trade. <laughs> is that
3: Dave Stewart's fault? Whose fault was that? Yeah. I mean, Dave Stewart was yeah. there.
5: Yeah, it was Stewart. Yeah, great pitcher, oh, l- lousy manager. Uh, lousy <laughs> Dave Stewart <laughs> was
3: in the thing I watched last night about Gibby, of course, because he pitched that game, the first game of the 88 World Series for the A's. Oh, right. yeah.
5: yeah.
3: And he said, Tremendous This is pitcher. weird. Tremendous. Oh, hard ass, though. A oh, major red oh, ass. Yeah. Like yeah. Randy Johnson esque oh. red ass. He doesn't fuck around. He doesn't take no shit, and he's very intense, which is cool. But he told the story that, because he hit Steve Sachs, the first guy up in the World Series. He was the leadoff hitter. He just blatantly hit him. He tried to hit him in the head. He said in the story that, yeah, I told him, he came up to me a couple days during a practice. We were using the place for batting practice. He came up to me and said, we're going to win, dude. You're going down. you really (laughs) imagine Steve
4: Sachs going up to Dave Stewart, of all people, and saying that? Because...
2: I, Stewart, I mean, Stewart
4: already had that reputation. I mean, he was somewhat of a yeah. journeyman in the league, had been around since the late 70s, and that's where Dave Duncan gets a ton of credit because Dave Stewart ended up being a Cy Young winner and candidate over the yep. next five years with the A's and then the Blue Jays after that.
3: He's got Bob Welch totally. to win 27 fucking games. Yeah, in exactly. <laughs> Bob Welch. <laughs> yeah, he's dead too, by the way. That's weird. Bob Welch is dead. Yeah, right a a dead. Writer, Rest in power, Bob. Yeah, he went to Eastern Michigan. He's a local guy, Carlos, for us. I oh, didn't know
5: that you ever that's heard of cool. Eastern Michigan university. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know Bob Welch was from there. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, oh, Eastern sucks. There's I, nothing to know about it. No, hey, come on. I
4: went there. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
3: sorry about that. No one gives a shit. I don't know okay. one <laughs> Eastern
4: Michigan Eagle paraphernalia. Oh,
3: it's cool, man. University. I went to, they allowed a doctor to abuse all their athletes for like 30 years. So oh, my God. that's what I get to deal with. All right. So yeah, Dalton Vars is amazing guys. I'm all in, uh, would you guys, would you, or did you already put in big bids this past weekend for our show, Carlos?
5: No, I, I, I mean, I was, I already was rolling with a couple of different catchers uh, for a while. So I, 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 I mean, I've I, anyone can use that bat to, to be honest, but I was already settled on a couple of guys, and actually, uh, there was one of them that I was uh, that I wanted to mention. Max Dazzy? Not max Stasi yeah because I mean he's not really available in in, in NFBC or over there but for in, I I was so amazed that I, I checked he's only rostered like in 25 percent of jahoo leagues so guys you're you're missing out They're a great catcher uh, so that's why I wanted to to call out he's been batting uh, I had it over here just like crazy this year no and uh, he's batting 299 Three seventy-seven and five twenty-six is lagging. His WRC plus is one fifty. So, so uh, you don't get that's that from amazing. a catcher, <laughs> really. So, anyone that that's playing Yahoo leagues and it's missing on Stassi, go grab him, and he's going. He he's keeping batting like hell since he came back from his in, injury, and you can yeah, do the a lot issue. worse. Yeah, yeah. So the, as we were in the catcher's realms, I, I wanted to bring that up. I've been saying
3: this all season. There's a lot of solid catchers available. It's a year of a lot of solid, yeah. solid, not shitty, not world beaters, but they're really good. The Stasis, the Varshows, The Carson Kelly was like that earlier in the season when he went on that tear. He was available everywhere. He wasn't somebody who was universally drafted by any means, in my opinion. And you yeah. mix that in with Gary Sanchez getting hot. You just look around. There's a catcher almost like every team. Alejandro Kirk, he's back and healthy. He can hit. There's a lot of options. Tyler Stevenson. We love Tyler Stevenson in Cincinnati. And he still continued to put up a 378 OBP the entire season.
4: Yeah, I'm still getting frustrated because they just kind of play the, the, the circus with him, you know, where he's not playing enough. But I've been doing it all season long where I waited on catcher. And I, I just mentioned it before where I've just been rolling the ticket every couple of weeks and picking up whoever's hot. I mean, Stevenson mm-hmm. was hot. Stassi, who I just picked up as he's back, which like ride the hot hand of Stassi. We've never seen this in his career. He, he had a solid yeah. season last year in 31 games, but like we've never seen this. He certainly did not yeah. do this when he he was in Houston. But even a guy like Jake Rogers was okay for a, for a week. You know, a guy like Jonah Heim, a big big bat for uh, you know the Rangers. He's he's come around a couple times. So we're like, hey. Three, four games, maybe puts puts put some in the seats and grab a few RBIs, but like that's what you can do.
5: Am I the only one not hearing him? Uh, Me neither. Here he disappeared. We cannot hear you.
3: (laughs) You're not muted. I'm not sure what happened there, buddy. Oh, you are muted now.
4: now you are muted. Meanwhile, Tyler
3: says, that
5: "Cal Raleigh."
4: okay. Oh. Yeah, I just talked about a bunch of uh, catchers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey. Tyler says, "Yeah, Cal Raleigh. You like Cal Raleigh?" Some
3: point. Weird. Cal Raleigh a fun guy for the Mariners. That's there's a future there. Kevin Bisciano, Bisciano, Bisciano. How do you say that, Kevin? I'd love to know. What do you guys think? Bisciano. Bisciano. Oh, my God. Biscino. Biscino. Kevin Biscino. I like that. I'm trying that. Kevin, great that! It's so glad you're here, Kevin. Kevin and Tyler, new blood here tonight. Carlos, you're bringing out new blood. That makes me happy. Yeah, the sound is out. Thank you, Brock. Brock always chimes in with something that we just... Brock, I love you the best. Steve Johnson says hi to Kevin. Wow, you guys all know each other? All three of you guys are new tonight. First off, Steve, Tyler, and Kevin. I've never seen your names here before. I'm pretty good with names. I don't recognize any of them, but thrilled to have you here because new people is why we do the show in the first place so i want to shout you guys all out many times over show, show, show. that's something we do here on the show so great to have you guys thank you so much max dozzi rules catchers are everywhere we're talking live with carlos marcano at ca marcano on twitter follow him read his stuff with pitcher list he's a really really thoughtful and experienced baseball master if you will that, that, it's true that, that,
5: That's a nice way of saying old, right, Michael? Yeah, Yeah, a master is like seasoned,
3: a seasoned master, yes. Oh, Kevin's new. Of course you're new, Kevin. I know every face and name that comes through this place, and it's great to have you here, my friend. Really excited about it. Tyler says, we're already best friends. Woohoo! Wow, everybody's having fun over here. What a time to be alive. C. Deary, do you like Michigan?
4: I live in Ann Arbor, so yes. (laughs) I have a Michigan shirt on. I have the Fab Five behind me. I got Charles back there. We got some Tigers tickets over there. So, yes. I am, unfortunately, a Michigan fan. I am not looking forward to the football season. He goes there. Interesting. He probably lives right down the street from me.
3: Kevin. Sorry to hear that. But, Kevin, look. Yes. Me and Deary are both Michiganders. Carlos is from Venezuela. You ever been to Venezuela? Let's let's hear it in the chat. Come on, guys, share. How many times have you guys been to Venezuela? You can share it in the live stream comments, and you can follow me at MJ Govier, G O V is in Victor I E R on Twitter at C nineteen ninety nine to follow Christopher Deary, and of course the Plaza Podcast two L's. God damn it, two L's two Z's. Utah, man, give me two. I Really blew that one. I'm sorry. Sorry for the blasphemy, guys. I'm just very passionate, I'm a passionate person. But Kevin, I did go to Michigan and. I'm curious what you think about all the stuff that's going on with the Dr. Anderson stuff. So if you want to drop that in the chat, it's a major issue. I know you're going there. You probably wanted to go to Michigan. You're like, wow, it's a great school. It's going to be a great time. And it's a lot of bogus stuff going on there right now, which sucks. And as an alumni and alum myself, I'm curious to see what you think of that. But it's great to have you here, Kevin. So glad a fellow Michigander found the show, which is what what we do here. We try to connect and learn. All right, let's move into... Your trade deadline move is his gain. I want to talk about some guys that could be on the move or guys that'll leave and then create opportunities for players we're not aware of just yet. There's some rumors floating around right now, Carlos, about Trevor Story going to the Yankees and Domingo Herman apparently has a realtor looking for a house already in Colorado. Um, Odds are Trevor Story is traded by the trade deadline, Carlos.
5: Oh, my... um so i would like i mean with the new management at, at, at the you know in colorado um, i think the best place for stories over there i mean I, I would like to stay there in terms of baseball production oh i'm not saying he's not gonna bat anywhere else please i i i, I just think that that's you know i i think it would be better for him but I mean the Yankees are the Yankees that's the big stage right and uh, and uh, they need help uh, because all the things that has happened to that team recently is just I mean it, it's getting ridiculous and the way they are losing games in so they they found new ways of losing games that that were impossible before you know Uh um, are actually they're not that you're talking about the Rockies right um, or- both of them, be- both, both of them, of them because okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, tours. Some people blame Boone. I have a couple of Yankees fans, friends that are, are they, I'm worried about their mental health <laughs> with the Yankees because they get crazy when they see Boone doing some stuff. I, I, <laughs> but um, what would be a good trade for? Story from the Yankees. What? What? what let's let's look. What would the what would the Rockies get that would benefit them? They need to do a lot of a lot of rebuilding, right? But does the Yankee has the the, the pieces that they need? I, I'm not sure about that. Um, Domingo Herman. I, I think it, it's deeper than that. The, 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 that wouldn't be the the solution for their struggles. It would be a hundred percent percent good for for the Yankees, but I, I don't see the the upside for for the Rockies there.
3: Deary, the Yankees do have pieces. They got a lot of young pitchers that are kind of floating around. Whether it's Louis Severino or Clark Schmidt, uh, Domingo Herman's not that old either. Pitching in Colorado, I still think it could work. And what we're seeing this year. We talked about this on the last episode. Remember, we talked about how the home runs were down. Trevor Story only had eleven home runs, and a lot of the guys over there, like Charlie Blackman, only had four or five home runs at the time. They're not crushing yeah. bombs and cores like they used to, and that could have open up effect related to the humidor and all that stuff, which I can talk about another time. Bottom line: Who would you take from the Yankees to get Story?
4: I don't. I don't think the Yankees make this move. I, I think the Yankees need. Really? Sev- I think the Yankees need several moves. And what's interesting is you know judge has been healthy most of the year Stanton's been healthy LeMayhu's been down this year. everybody else has just been up and down obviously Clint Frazier ended up being a disaster this year a lot due to the injuries but this is a team the New York Yankees have scored the exact same amount of runs as the Baltimore Orioles. they only have a plus five run differential. Ew! I think they need to make several moves to improve this team I think they need pitching. I think they need two at least two bats, probably one somewhere in the outfield and certainly up the middle. And I just don't know if they have – look, I'm not a prospect guru. We hear about some of these guys that have come up, like a Davey Garcia. We've seen him a little bit. Esteban Florial was a guy who was a high-rated prospect. We've seen a little bit of him over the last year. He hasn't re- been able to really do much. I think Toronto ends up leap- leapfrogging the Yankees with whatever the – move the Yankees move make. I think there are going to be some other teams that are going to be a little more aggressive towards the Trevor story. And I looked at Carlos and this may be just a rental, but I would love to see the Oakland A's get in on this the Oakland A's would need that help up the middle. This is a team that is doing pretty good with runs. They're plus 39 in run differential. They're five and a half games back of the, of the Astros, but like they're also in this wild card mix right now. I mean, I, I think if the yeah. playoffs are today, they'd be playing the Rays. I think they're going to try to make a push to try to win this division. I'd love to see Trevor story out there in Oakland. And I think, you know, financially, maybe they can find a deal in the offseason. Another team that I think maybe might be able to get into the mix might be the Philadelphia Phillies. i would be interesting to see if the Phillies are going to make some type of move. Obviously, the NL East with the Mets and all their injuries somehow are in first in the division. But Philly's right there, but Philly does, does not score runs. Philly hit. You know, Atlanta has scored more runs than the Phillies. Um, obviously, the Mets don't score runs either. Um, you know, people have talked about the Mets gaining some offense. But I think the Phillies might be in the mix here, too. I don't think the Yankees go after Story um, unless they can sign him to a long-term deal. And I don't know if they're committed to doing something like that.
3: Wow. I got breaking news. Ah! This is our breaking news ah! alarm. That's all I got. It's I <laughs> We got a deal. Just called by our pal Brock. Brock spot on. Andrew Chafin, relief pitcher of the Chicago Cubs, is on his way to Oakland, dear. You just called it. Seriously. <laughs>
4: did I call Chafin?
3: <laughs> well, not Chafin, but you said Oakland needs to do something, and they just did. They heard your call, and it happened immediately. I think a that's good pretty move. impressive. A good Don't you, Carlos?
5: Yeah, well, I mean... I would would have preferred to be a story, to be honest. But okay, Chafing <laughs> <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you cannot never have enough pitching, to to be honest, and and especially rel- relief pitching. So that's an interesting move. That's an the classic A's move. move. It's pointless. Yeah. It means
3: nothing. It costs nothing. Yeah. Andrew Chafin, who's a left-handed <laughs> reliever. So there you
4: go.
5: Smart move. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: yeah. That, that, yeah. This begins over the next three days what the Cubs are going to do. It's going to be real interesting to see how much they blow this up. Oh that my is God. so fetch. Yeah. yeah, that is
3: something people are looking at. So we talked Trevor's story. The fire is there. Or whatever. The smoke is there for the fire of the trade. It's definitely, definitely there. Chris Bryan is a name that's been talked about for years. Literal years. Chris Bryan trade rumors have been going on ever since they won the World Series. And it never started great. Yeah. But going back to the arbitration... Delay so that they could get more control over him. Way back when he was a rookie, we all know the story. We know the truth. Chris Bryant to the Mets has been the big rumor. What are the power? Oh, <laughs> Tyler Peterson wants to know, Deary, What are the Powerball numbers tonight? You're on a <laughs> roll here. So,
4: <laughs> too. it's a great question, Tyler. How many numbers did they play? Five, nine,
5: Second? thirty-one, eighty-two, no, four, and zero. I don't know. Do you play oh. the lottery, Carlos? <laughs> No, not at all. I don't play anything. Just fantasy baseball. You're a smart man.
3: <laughs> you are a smart
5: man. But I, I learned the hard way. To... <laughs> oh yeah? You had a bogus day? Something went bogus? Yeah. You lost a lot of uh, we'll money? Talk about, we'll talk about that uh, another opportunity. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, what a teaser. Carlos Marcano dropping teasers. Well done. But Chris Bryant to the Mets. Everybody wants it to happen. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. I know that Steve Cohen will pay for it. But Carlos... If Chris Bryant was traded to the Mets, let's say it happens, who gets hurt on the Mets and who benefits <laughs> on the Cubs? Oh my God! I,
5: they will lose if they do this move. Being the Mets, they will lose the, uh, the other two outfielders they have the, again because they are they're, they are also cursed with the injuries. My God, I, I, I it's ridiculous! It's ridiculous. They they I I, I haven't checked recently the IL lists but i but i think they've been in and out like more than uh, the the rest of the of the other clubs and i surprisingly they are in the first place as as yours is uh, it's it's amazing luis rojas been incredible and and uh do you imagine what can they do if with a healthy complete you know, roster, um, that's a a team to be scared of, to be honest. But, I mean, it is what it is, and they have to roll with it. If they get Chris Bryant, I I, I mean, they will be really, really, really scary. It it, it will be just... um, very hard for the rest of the division to to you know to catch them the rest of the way the way i get i heard i heard i read cinder is coming back in the beginning of september right something like that um he had a hmm. setback but but uh, and uh, well now the Lindor thing is it's they need to another bat to you know offset that so uh, i I would love to see Brian on the Mets because you know the cops is just a dumpster fire right
3: now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were
5: doing great and then they won that eleven game losing
3: streak and it all went to hell, right Yeah, yeah the- I mean yeah.
5: but uh what was the thing that Rizzo did and Brian was like a combo? you know they were going together if they were moving they they said they said something around that. Earlier, when there were some conversations regarding the trade, they wanted to be, uh, you know, thought of as a, as a one pair and not just by themselves. So I I don't know who was how that? that Chris Bryant and who else up.
4: Bryant and Rizzo. Rizzo. That Bryant that'd be Rizzo. an extremely difficult move to make.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's was something they said to, you know, to to make things harder for the for the front office and and you know, just throwing stuff around. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, at the end of the day, they, they're going to keep uh, Chris bryan they, they 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 would be crazy to deal uh, Chris Bryant because what's left, you know? Uh, Rizzo's not I'm, getting younger, yeah. uh, and 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 uh, they're the rest of the batters. What do you have, Jason Hayward? <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> That's not a pretty, a pretty sign. And he
0: stood there like the house by the side of the road and
3: watched it go by. Struck him out. Yeah, that is that is funny. That is real funny. D'Ariel, what do you think? If Brian goes, who would play more for the Cubs? Who benefits? I know it depends who would come back, but who would get hurt on the Mets too? Like J.D. Davis, Dominic Smith? These are options that would be negatively affected unless they got traded to the Cubs.
4: Well, it's only a matter of time that one of those guys get injured anyways, right? I mean, I, I imagine Dom Smith would probably go back in the deal. Um, I He's mean, Jeff McNeil just got hurt again for the Mets. He is playing the second half, this oh, this double. doubleheader. That's,
3: it's interesting you bring that up because I talked to David Meyer earlier today on the injury discussion that we, you could watch live on our YouTube channel anytime you want. He said that it was really a load management thing because we talked about McNeil's mm. injury. Okay. It's leg muscle fatigue. It seems to and make he, sense. His, mm. his expert opinion, he's former rehab medical coordinator for the St. Louis Cardinals, saying that load management is officially here and all of these terminologies we need to adjust to. It's really starting to happen more and more. He really believed that this is simply just a load management thing.
4: Well, that's a really smart move by the Mets. I mean, the fact that they've scored the second least amount of runs in the whole league. Only the pirates have a worse offense in terms of runs scored than the Mets. And the Mets are in first place. Because they've Amazing. given up the least amount of runs. It's absolutely unbelievable they've been able to somehow get past all these injuries, that bugaboo that they've had all season. They've had great pitching all season, of course, but now DeGrom's out right now. I think they're going to have to make some moves. But for the Mets to be able to go on this run, they just need everybody to be healthy. They went out and got Rich Hill. Great. you got a 95-year-old guy on your team. Michigan graduate, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, if anything, they need some maybe some bullpen health and <laughs> And maybe a, a, another veteran starter. Yeah. I, I mean, Stroman's been hit or miss. He was really great at the start of the season. Um, you know, he has really good stuff. He's actually been better than I thought he would be. Obviously, Jacob Degrom is god. What, what's Rich Hill going to give you? Taiwan Walker is this going to last all season? We've kind of seen a little bit of a regression here. But when that offense is healthy, I said at the start of the year, I said this is one of the best offenses in the league if they're healthy, and they are not healthy right now. Um, I don't see Bryant going. I really don't see him going anywhere. I think if the Mets or if the Cubs are smart, the move to make is Anthony Rizzo. I know he is the face of that franchise, but there's been a lot of talk about the Red Sox being interested. The Red Sox is a place where Rizzo would fit fantastically at the top of start near the top of that lineup playing first base. They need a first baseman, a veteran guy. He can hit, hit pesky's pole. He could beat up that left field wall all day long. And the Red Sox did not see this coming, at least we did not see this coming this year out of the Red Sox. Maybe they did, but they are on a roll right now, and they're saying, "Hey, you know maybe this is another year that we can scoop up a championship, go out and get Anthony Rizzo. The Red Sox have the prospects to 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 move on to to grab a guy like Rizzo. So I think probably two to three guys go from the Cubs um kyle Hendricks is another guy they're talking about leaving uh getting rid of he'd be a good veteran for somebody to pick up a guy that can induce some ground balls so i think there's two to three guys that the cubs give up but i don't know if brian's gonna be the guy i think maybe brian sticks sticks there for a little bit by wow
3: both so both of you guys think that chris Bryant won't get traded i find that very very interesting carlos and deary who you can both follow on twitter at c a. Marcano at cdery1999 Tyler Peterson, our new friend, our pal, one of our Palazzo pals. Tyler, it's great to have you here. He wants to know, as an Ems fan, that's code for Mariners, for those of you that don't know. I've heard rumors of
5: Jose Ramirez and Whit Merrifield possibly coming here. Thoughts? I heard, I read about the Whitfield, the, the Merrifield thing, and... Uh... That that sounds possible. I mean, uh, and, are and they CLC, buyers? Are we living in a world where Seattle's a buyer right now? Well, they they haven't been bad recently, <laughs> so that's something huh? you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, with, with Merrifield, if you, if you look at it, it makes a lot of sense to have an, in 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 that team, you know. But uh, if I were Kansas City, I would I would be asking for you know the the other players' kids to in exchange for. For Merrifield, because he's like the heart and soul of that team. For whatever you know, it's good or not with the Royals, because that's another thing. Um, He and and Salvador Perez are, you know, like almost everything in 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 that in that team nowadays. Um, So, I mean, crazier things could happen. Regarding J Ram, if if Cleveland deals. Jose Ramirez, I mean, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised that every Cleveland fan would resign from that fandom. And and and, and you mean you the know, Guardians fans? The Guardians <laughs> fans, yes. <laughs> because dealing Jose Ramirez with the, such a nice contract that that he, it, it's a really good contract. A, a guy that can do everything and like Jose Ramirez and and he I think he's under control for a couple of years I think to I, I mean it would be one of the stupidest thing to do from from a baseball team in my opinion that maybe that's why I'm not a general manager but but I, I would not <laughs> no, uh, I think it would be really really stupid to deal him it
3: looks like uh, Jose will be a free agent after next year so there's mm-hmm. one more year on his contract
5: one more year Okay. With a,
3: oh, there's a team uh, option, so yeah, he would be there through 22.
5: Okay. It, I, I mean, I I, I wouldn't deal Jose Ramirez if I were Cleveland.
3: No, you made that very clear. That was a passionate argument, by the way. Kudos <laughs> to you, my friend. Kudos.
4: It, if I'm the Mariners, I'm waiting a year to make any type of deadline deal. Uh, you have a lot of really nice talent. I mean, are you going to have to give up a Logan Gilbert, a Jared Kelnick, a Julio Rodriguez coming back wow. the other way. I mean, I you, got a, you got a nice thing going right now. Yeah. I mean, again, didn't like- you
3: trade Rodriguez of any of those guys though, do you Right.
4: Yeah, of course he's only he's only 20. We might see him at the end of next year, most likely it's 2022. He's a nice player, but obviously we've seen it with Kelnick. This guy, you know, was a top prospect, but Kelnick hasn't really done anything yet for them. But you know, you have a guy like Ty France there, Mitch is only 30 years old, JP Crawford's only 26 years old. You got some nice pitching prospects. You've had a really really nice season. Definitely overachieved. I think they're eight or nine games above 500, but they also have a negative run differential by a by, I believe, maybe 30. Like, you're not in this race with the A's and the Astros. You're not on the they're level. They're one and a half
3: games back of the, go-
4: the wild card, they One they're, and a half. You're not on the level of the Rays. Like, I, I mean, I, I'd be interested to look at their schedule down the stretch. I mean, but if you're playing the Astros a ton, I mean, sure, if they're playing the Rangers every week, Hell yeah! Tigers just swept the Rangers four games in a row. Like, go for it. But I mean, but the the, the move to make would be a Jose Ramirez because you'd have them under control for next year. It's just I I don't know what they would have to give up. Would they be able to fleece the Indians and not be able to give up some of those top prospects that they have? I don't know. I don't know. Guess who Seattle has this weekend, dearie The Rangers. Yeah, yes. three games <laughs> at the Rangers. Look, I, we, I said it. We were talking so much about the Rangers or at the of the Mariners at the start of the season. I'm like, I like the Mariners. I think they're about a year away from being, you know, a, above 500 team. And they have just continued to impress all season. Uh, you know, yeah. kudos to them. Uh, but they're, they're they're in a tough race. All those teams that are ahead of them are a lot better than them. Next year's, I think, next year and the year after. They're building something nice there. Let's put that way. They're building something really nice. That
3: one is long gone. Wow, Ernie. Yeah, I hear you. They got the Rangers this weekend. They got two more three-game series against the Rangers in August. So that's six games against the Rangers, nine in total from now. But next week, they go on the road, three against Tampa, three and four at the Yankees. That's a big week right there. I think we'll learn a lot about them in that seven-game stretch next
4: week. I really do. I mean, they're, but, they're third. They're 32 and 21 at home. They're playing really great ball at home.
3: Yeah. Uh, on the road, you mean, right? No, they're thirty-two.
4: And, you, you, they're thirty-two and twenty-one at home. on On the road, they're they're a, a, a little bit below five hundred on the road.
3: Oh wow, that is so crazy! Because six weeks ago, Seattle had a losing record at home, but they had a winning record. Quite clearly, they were six games over
4: five hundred on the road. How about this? A, was,
5: they're thirty-six
4: wow. and thirty-one against teams above five hundred.
5: Wow, that's Interesting. impressive. Interesting,
4: yeah.
3: Mm. You really think Carlos cool team. that? It's a fun team. Uh, the, they're yeah. one of the more exciting and fun and upcoming teams. It reminds me of like the Astros when they were building up in twenty fourteen mm. into twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of solid foundation there with a couple of veterans mixed yeah. in, like Haniger and Marco Gonzalez, and et cetera. But Mark, uh, yeah, Carlos, do you really think you really think the Mariners are going to make the playoffs? I hope no, because the wild card mean, oh, game, they, the they,
5: wild card game, they would be maybe against Auckland and I, I, I <laughs> want Auckland in the playoffs. So I hope, I hope they don't. <laughs> you would. Oh, you probably would, because you probably think they'd be
3: easy to beat then.
5: Right. I don't know, man. No, there, like, Logan that, short series.
4: that short series. That's tough, though. Yeah, if yeah.
3: they can play Logan yeah. Gilbert in a one off in a wild card game. That's interesting. We'll say that.
5: As much as I love Cole Irvin and James Caprillion, I, I mean, I don't want to, to play the, the odds. I, I, I don't want the, to be that way. You Carlos, win. you've lived this you life. Win that division.
3: Yes, you've lived this life so many times. The A's have a great regular season, and then they're like the twins in the playoffs. They never, uh, you- ever get it done because they don't have the cool. horse pitcher. Sonny Gray couldn't get it done against the Tigers in the ALDS, remember? I mean,
5: yeah yeah a lot I, of heartbreak. I know that, that i i have such a love hate relationship with billy bean man uh, uh, sometimes i love him sometimes i want you know just like kill him because <laughs> I, I i i'm just like when is this going to end man when when are we going to have you know like big name like this i would love if they could get back scherzer but that's not gonna happen but you know? <laughs> It's a cheap team, and, and so we have, with,
4: we, we have to we have. To, you know, so.
3: I would love if Maxers was in Oakland A's uniform. That would be sweet. Oh, I would love to see that. I can't right. picture it. I know. <laughs> That's why it's so crazy and awesome because yeah, yeah. it would never happen. Yeah. But. Yeah. Do you, can uh, do you mind? I, I would love I to can't. see it. I would. I would love <laughs> to see it. Tyler says, I think Depoto, Jerry Depoto, that is, Seattle GM, just wants to instill confidence in his guys, build a winning culture. Okay. Yeah, they're playing with house money. I think they're ahead of schedule this year. The classic, like, wow, we're a little farther ahead than we thought we'd be. This is fun. So let's enjoy the ride. They're all smiling. Everybody's having a good time. Nobody's mad over in Seattle. Every road trip is fun. And this road trip next week against Tampa and the Yankees. Tyler, you're going to be in for a seven-day fiesta of intensity, man. It's going to be a lot of fun watching those road games. See what Seattle can do with it. But this is not the Seattle Mariners podcast. It's the Hey, It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by runofanatic.com. Go over to runofanatic and read Closing remarks by Mike Carter. He's awesome. He'll help you with your bullpens. We're with Carlos Marcano. He's our special, special guest, our super special guest. And of course, my co host extraordinaire, Christopher Deary. Follow him at C. Deary 1999. I'm at MJ Govier and Carlos is at C.A. Marcano. C.A. Marcano. And Tyler says, fuck yeah, he's fired up. Woohoo! Yeah! Woohoo! <laughs> you know? And you want me to change? Fuck
4: you! Yeah, well, some things never change, Tyler. That's the problem.
3: Okay, let's move. Uh, anybody else? Any? Other, I mean, there's so much. With there's the a, There's logic. just
4: a list of guys. Like we we we'd go on forever doing this. Yeah, yeah but I feel like. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Maybe Look, we'll man, we can it. dive into it. We can take some other stuff off the list. There's there's some guys out there.
5: Yeah, well, there's, there's sure, sir. You know, there there's a lot of interest around him, but I I think he is going to end up in still in. In Washington, because he has that not trade co- uh, options and things like that, and he's s- serious money. But uh, I would love to see him competing the way he's pitching with and with a com- you know serious competitor this year. That would be amazing. You have to love. He's not hurt med- at all, by the med- way. Med- that is
3: classic bullshit. Ah, he does not yeah, have a triceps yeah. injury. That sure. is trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: shut him down. It's load yeah. management, conniving load management. Line, right? So you can get rid of him if you can
5: find the deal. We all agree on that, right, Carlos? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yes, but uh, uh, it would be amazing to see Matt Max in with a and, you know r- firm competitor this year. Uh, he's been pitching amazing. Uh, a lot of people, uh, me included, I w- I wasn't expecting you know this r- season by by Max because oh, let, let's face it, he's not getting younger. You you don't. See, but I mean, this is the he's year a unique Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I expected a rock solid.
3: I went on a couple podcasts. I remember I talked with Eric Cross about it on the Draft Champions podcast with Zach Waxman. I believe that was the show we were on together. We talked about Max Scherzer. (laughs) We both loved him. We thought he'd have another. He had one more great year in him. Now, he hasn't been great, but he's been pretty damn good. So it's not like it's been a disaster.
4: I would take a 2.83 ERA and a 12.17 K per nine any day. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Exactly. Hell yeah. That's how it's done. That's why he's not the best in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> if Max Scherzer goes, though, does anyone benefit from the Nats? Is there an opportunity for a pitcher there that we're missing? I mean, Joe Ross has already been part of the rotation. I can't think of another Nationals pitcher that we're like, waiting on. It's not like they have. <laughs> that anyone
4: uh, cares about <laughs> or that yeah, is rosterable. Yeah, As, right. Like why As As we've seen a little bit of him.
5: <laughs> yeah. That's true that, that that will be more of a situation where the team where he arrives will someone will lose a lot, a lot of of Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I That'd forgot about that
3: case relief. That stupid ass golfed out grand slam. Everyone loved it, but I didn't like it because it was bullshit. Max Scherzer got screwed by that relief pitcher who came up that day and hit a grand slam for the San Diego Padres. And Brock says, if you take away <laughs> that grand slam, he actually has a two point one three era. That's, that's, oh, great, that's
4: a, great job, Brock.
3: Yep. is pretty, pretty. is pretty pretty. pretty, pretty.
4: Pretty good still. Good oh yeah. Larry. Larry's lattes, baby.
3: <laughs> Long ball Larry. Yeah, no doubt about it. Oh, I got to get that one. We have no Kirby enthusiasm drops. That makes no sense on this show. That has to change immediately. Good. You like Curb, uh, Carlos? You watch Curb?
5: Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I like him. What's your favorite TV show? Uh, right now, uh, I'm not watching too much television. You've seen Ted Lasso? In- Ted Lasso? I haven't, I haven't, but, uh, but I read all your tweets, um, so I have to, <laughs> I have to now. Yeah, I'm so, out of control on Ted yeah. Lasso,
3: I apologize for I, that.
5: I, I'm just finishing Better Call Soul. I'm a little behind that. So. Oh, I never saw that
3: it, one, it, dude,
4: did you ever see that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, we went about three seasons and then we just got stuck watching a bunch of other stuff, but it's it, it's quality yeah. for sure, especially if you were a big Breaking Bad fan, and I love Bob yeah. Odenkirk,
5: so. Sure. Hmm. and uh but i haven't i haven't seen ted lasso but i will i promise
3: thank you carlos it means a lot to me you really just kind of made my day so you're a sweet man oh, did,
5: did, did ryan did ryan watch it because he was against it i uh, ryan benazzi i I, oh, he, yeah. he was saying, I i saw ryan are you here
3: when, yeah let us know ryan i don't think i don't think he started watching it yet but he was very much pushed in that against direction it, there's right? no doubt about it without
4: seeing an episode
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right tyler says that curb episode that got that guy out of prison you know about that i don't yes, what
5: is it? yes huh? i think it's the, what season the is one that the, no no i think that was uh seinfeld's or something that they did uh, no that was curb the, your enthusiasm they did some uh oh. filming on the yankee stadium i think yes and then dodger stadium that, I don't Dodgers, uh, That was the alibi for a guy that was going to get to jail, but he wasn't yes. because they they he, he could prove that he was at the Dodgers. Oh, that he was at the game.
4: Yeah, he was at the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think
5: that, that happened, happened in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's what,
4: yeah
3: that, that's what happened.
5: That's what yeah. happened. That's what happened with that. That's I forgot about
3: easy. that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, it saved a guy from prison. One. Uh, Catalan, Catalan, had been to many games at Dodger Stadium in the early 80s with his uncle Thomas. They took him to see Fernando Venezuela pitch and all that stuff, and he was a big Dodgers fan. But neither of those moments are as poignant as May 12, 2003, when he went to see his beloved Dodgers. The team lost 11-4 to the Braves, but the game would save his life. He wasn't supposed to beat the game. Uh, apparently, three months later, Juan would face a murder rap, Yep, and the slang That's in question great. had taken place on May 12th, the same night, he was at the Dodger game, 20 miles from the crime. And thanks to Curb Enthusiasm, they had the footage to prove he was there. Holy shit. That is incredible. That's, That's crazy. Man. Tyler, great call. Tyler, you are such, you are born for the show, dude. I'm so glad you found us. You're a Palazzo natural. Yeah, at the Dodgers game. He was convicted of murder, but they pulled the footage from Curb. That's a great call. That That's makes so me crazy. feel good. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, we talked trades. You guys want to? We don't have more trades yet because it's only Monday. So I just wanted to kind of look around and see where things might go. The Astros definitely going to make some deals here. All the teams that are in a position of power, they're going to make some moves, whether they're small or large. But the one thing, and you guys harped on this, I think, quite well, maybe without saying it directly, the trades you think or that are constantly shoved down your throat, they're not going to happen. They don't always go down at all, right? Yeah. It, there's I mean, going to be so- a
4: lot of trades, but it's going to be those middle guys. It's going to be mm-hmm. your your Richard Rodriguez's, your David Bate's, your... Andrew Chaffin? <laughs> yeah, Sch- <laughs> Chaffin. I mean, you hear names like Hosmer and Buxton. and You know, I think Kimbrell <gasps> probably goes somewhere. You know, Marte. These are guys that maybe they get dealt but you got to find the right deal for this stuff to happen it's a lot easier to find deals for those middle relief guys the closers maybe a utility guy that can spell some people off the bench but you know I, i'd be shocked if you see you know some of those big names that you're hearing you know, i even heard That's jose why- Barrios the other
5: day yeah they're talking about it tonight. It's, it, it's more probably that craig kimberl gets uh deal than than chris bryan because you know relievers and pitchers are always easier to move on that that old the, all, all the other big names
3: And something we haven't mentioned, we need to make this clear because we talk about it on the show regular, but we haven't mentioned it in a minute. CBA nightmare that is coming, the impending doom and how that will impact trades, right? That's going to be a huge deal because the CBA is going to change. Whatever it is, whatever and however they get to a bottom line, which could be. Get ready for some dark days, some sad days, folks. If you love baseball, it's all going bye-bye because there's going to be a big bitch fest about money and power and opportunity, and it's going to go on for hours and hours and hours and days and weeks. Could be months. Who knows when we'll see baseball again. And when it all settles and the dust clears, there will be a new way forward. The arbitration shit will change. The amount of years they get to lock on to players. It's going to be a lot of changes that we don't even know about yet. So trading for guys that you can predict how the CBA will go is going to be something that we need to pay attention to with this deadline. Like, uh, like players that will have, I don't know. How my how do I put this? You guys know what I'm saying here? Like if they have a current arbitration situation where they might have or lose a year based on the new CBA, depending how it plays out, the people in the know who are in the front offices are going to be a part of these negotiations later, probably have an idea of how it'll work. So does, does this make sense?
5: Am I crazy? no 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 that, that that's that's true uh, a lot of things can change and, and they might be you know m- making things work the way they think or they already know how are they they going to work in this with the cba it, it's going to be a a crazy end of year for everything
4: yeah oh, it's to be hell on earth yeah right <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, It's weird. I was thinking about this today. I'm like, how is this affecting the trade deadline, the impending doom that we've been talking about? I feel like we need to get some type of like CBA expert in on this pod to talk about the ins and outs of what's going to be negotiated in the offseason. Because I certainly am not smart enough to figure any of this stuff out.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I think you're smarter than that, but I understand how you feel. One of the things that will change is hopefully they'll go back to nine-inning games, the double-headers of seven innings will die, and they'll get rid of that stupid ghost runner, which I don't really like anymore. I didn't really care about it before, but now that I think about it, it's all got to go. Let's get back to basics and get back to baseball as it was. Right, Carlos?
5: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bothering me, but but, but I like the old way, so that's fine. I'm okay with it either way. I I would love to have the universal DH, but I know that I'm... uh, there is a lot of people that doesn't like it, but I'm tired of watching pitchers batting, to be honest.
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. The DH, see? And if you know that you can acquire somebody and there's going to be a DH in the NL in 2022, that's another piece of the puzzle, whether that happens or not.
4: Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's where it affects it positively.
3: That's what I'm talking about. But acquiring certain players who could be on the brink of free agency who might get an extended year, and not go to free agency based on some type of CBA bullshit, or players that are going to be a year away, but then it gets reduced and free agency becomes a possibility for them in 2022. These are the things that we don't know about that are going to happen behind the scenes. It's just something to think about and pay attention to when you yeah. see the deals go down for the details within that. But the Rays already made one of the best trades already. When they got Nelson Cruz, they got one oh, of the best clutch man. hitters in the playoffs, and they already had Randy Rosarina who was an amazing clutch hitter last year.
5: So that was a great move for them. Totally, totally. I mean, uh, I cannot talk well enough of Nelson Cruz. He's, he's amazing. He's defying time. He's he's just as you say. No he, he, he he's a clutch batter, and uh, the best of all is that he can give you, you know, um, the enough influence in in a clubhouse to 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 make it move forward. You know, it is a big yeah. presence. In that, oh, in big that time. clubhouse. So yes. so you have the best of everything with with, with Cruz.
3: No doubt about and it. My was, friend. And He's
5: not that expensive either. You know, it's it's not like it's like oh. eight million dollars, something like they, that. I
3: think they only had paid five million. That was what was left on the salary. It was a thirteen million dollar one year deal sign, so, but I think Tampa only had to pay five.
5: So that's that's just a big, big great move for the race, to be honest.
3: Yeah. Ten years ago this fall, Dearie. Nelson Cruz destroyed us on the Rangers against the Tigers in the ALCS. Sad day. Oh my God. Grand Slam, extra innings, murder. God, they beat us like 16 to 5. All right, stop. Last let's game. go.
4: Let's just talk about the rays. Can we talk about Eric Neander? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Go Tigers. Okay, we'll stop talking about that.
3: It's a Hanzu Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Michael Govier at MJ Govier at CDR1999. And Carlos Marcano is our special guest at CA Marcano. We love Carlos. He's the best. He's a great writer. He predicted the Total battles and Empire that is burgeoning right now. So this guy knows his shit. But, you know, sometimes we like to have fun. We talk serious and we get real. And that's what we do on the show. But sometimes we like to have a little fun. And there's nothing wrong with having fun. Because if you're not having fun, to me, it's not worth doing a show. Like, it's just not the same. If we're just droll... We're just blabbing on about stats constantly that you could look up, frankly. I mean, nobody's really blowing your mind unless they're spending hours and hours and hours and hours and they're coming up with new stats like Pitcher List did with CSW a couple years ago. like Stuff like that. It takes a lot of work and time and energy. And you're not necessarily going to make that happen on one single podcast. You know what I mean? I mean, I I feel that it's about entertainment and connection and kind of learning about each other beyond baseball, Carlos. And that's why we love having you on. I I don't want to speak for Deary, but I feel that way.
5: Thank you, man. I appreciate it, (laughs) man.
3: All right. Well, in the spirit of that, it is time to play one of the most fun games. It's simple and easy, but you can learn something. It's time for Name That Runner of (laughs) Fabby. It's time to play the most ridiculous and pointless game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. It's time
1: for... Name that runner-up
3: album. All right. You got to have fun. High Heat FBB. Is this the high stakes heat guys or is this high heat there's a couple of high heat people out there so i don't know who's who anymore but great to have you in here high heat fantasy baseball and tyler Peterson's boomstick baby yeah that's is that what they called nelson cruz that's his nickname right they called him the boomstick even though that's from evil death all right dearie this is our favorite game by far carlos do you understand the rules you know how to play i think so yeah Woo! Well, Deary, why don't you lead us off? Take us in there. What happened yeah, so this past not, weekend?
4: Not too much action the last two weeks here, uh, yeah. but there's a lot of action this 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 past Sunday. You know, a lot of top level guys went. Some big bids, some smaller bids, some sneaky bids that stole some guys. But we're gonna actually go with a bid that I won. I seem to keep scooping guys up, even though I'm in 13th place with my TGFBI league but I'm still grinding I'm still trying to move up those standings I scooped up Logan Webb this week pitcher for the Giants I think he's going to have a big impact on the Giants as they love it love possibly it. winning so nice. the NL West I scooped up Logan Webb for $14 name that runner-up fab bid we'll go to Carlos first what was the runner-up bid
5: I love web, so I, it would have been me. I already have it in, in my TGFBI uh, team. So let's say seven. Michael? I'm going to say
4: 12. Ooh, Carlos said with the closest bid for runner up, it was five.
3: Ah, Bob right. Saget. Nice job. Well done, Carlos. You're the master already. Look at you. You're born natural for this game. It's name that runner-up fab bid. I'll go next. I'm going to select a player for my main event league. We just did some fab last night because that's what we do every Sunday night on NFBC.com. So Brandon Marsh was finally hmm. made available in NFBC leagues. He wasn't available last weekend for some reason, but he's in the player pool this past weekend. The winning bid was 79 Hmm. Name that runner-up. Well, 73. 73. Sorry. 73. I misread the nine. It's a three. Chris deary name that runner-up fabid
4: for $73 on Brandon Marsh. Oh man. He was also scooped up in my TG FBI by our good buddy Matty Wood for just $17. So I'm actually gonna go $17 oh. with. I'm going to split the difference here. I am going to go with $48 for the runner up bid for Brandon Marsh.
3: $48. Carlos Mocano, over to you. $73 was the winning bid for Brandon
5: Marsh. Name that runner up fab bid. So, this is interesting. I got him in TGFPI for $3. So, what? Uh, that, that's really, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. And we already, I think all, most of us already ran out of our, our fat budget in the <laughs> um Yeah, I see that. Let's see, 73. You reset 48, right? That's what He did. Said. Yeah. I'll go with 40.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, my friend. It was actually higher. The runner-up bid was $59. Mm, well, Se- 73 to 59, which I won, by the way. I was the winner of that bid. Yeah, oh, so I great. had it at 88. I brought it down to 73, and I still won. That's the best feeling. When you bring down your bid and you still yeah. win it,
5: that's the best. Oh, well, you know, that's, I'm, I'm so stupid because I read your tweet about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> did, so, so, did I. so did I, but I couldn't remember the number.
4: Oh I, don't, I, I don't even remember if you put a number out there. I, I remember you brought it down from what you originally bid because you tweeted it. Yeah. About it.
3: Yeah, who can remember yeah. a pointless number like that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Carlos, why don't okay. you give it a shot here? Give it to us. Come on.
5: So I, I have a couple of uh, left handed all time pitchers. <laughs> One of them uh, was a Yes. yesterday in my TGFBI uh, league. David Price, $15. $15 let's see let's see michael what do you have
3: i say seven
5: seven what about you jerry mm-hmm.
4: i want to go with 11.
5: <gasps> so the big prize went uncontested <laughs> oh! what- uh-huh. i was either gonna go one or eleven. Well, uh, that's And I guess the Bauer news didn't reach. No one got the memo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give us the other lefty you had. You say you had a second one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, This one is Mad Bomb. Mm -hmm. And the winning bid was $25. Wow. Let's see, Deary. What do you have? Three. Three.
3: uh
5: wow uh i I will say 16. 16 well mr madison van garner went for six dollars so do you realize
4: wow nice job Dearie. i'm gonna get one of these one of these today
3: that was really (laughs) well done well done, sir. All right, that's our latest edition of Name That Runner Up Fab. We hope you enjoyed that. That's what we do here. We aim to please on uh, Hey, It's a Rico Palazzo Baseball Podcast presented by rotofanatic.com. We're going to close this out with one final segment, and then we're going to move on with our lives. We say thank you so much for being a part of the show, having good times with us, talking baseball, interacting with the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, which I had totally forgotten about. Genius call by Tyler, one of our new friends, one of our Palazzo pals, which you guys can always do every show. You could be a part of the live stream. Talk with us. Make comments. Ask questions. Make fun of us if you want to. It's cool. We need to be taken down a peg or two. Trust me. Always. All right. This final segment, and I'm really excited about it. It's called Victory Laps Gone Wrong. Victory! Take that weak-ass shit to the curb, son. So, victory claimed on Twitter or even in your own league on a message board, text thread, whatever it is, but then... Quickly, that victory lap went sour. Victory. So someone wanna go first? Do You want me to go
4: first? Sure, that's done.
5: That's fine. Whatever you want.
4: <laughs> no one Come wants on, to yeah. talk about does, Okay, so does this have to be a guy that you scooped up on the wire? Does it can be a guy no, you have no, no, no. You,
3: you can make fun of someone else who called out a victory lap and then it ended up being bogus, too? It could be anybody out there, not just yourself. Oh. So what here's okay. an example. Keston Hira, he got called back up <laughs> after like the third time. Okay. And I fell into this. I take responsibility for it. Ryan Venancio, who I love. Ryan, I love you. You know that. He said, you know, the gunk is gone. When the gunk got thrown out of the game after June 21st, all the scuffing and the bug juice and the spider attack is all gone. Keston is going to benefit. Look what Kyle Schwarber's doing. He, since the gunk's been gone, he's been killing it before he got a hammy injury. So I said, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Keston is going to dominate. And he started to hit two home runs that weekend when he got called back up. And I was all in. I was like, this is the mm-hmm. time. Everyone bye. And then that quickly died rather quickly. And that was an incorrect and a bogus assumption on my part. Victory lap gone wrong. Victory! So I blew it. That's an example. Interesting. Thinking, thinking someone was going to make a change. Yeah, yeah. And they actually show it for a second, but then it just, no. It was a false start. So, so, so can I?
5: can I go... Please, because yes. Good, because I, like, I have nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all me. I I went really really high on drafting a combo of whatever I could, but it, 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 almost everywhere it ended up being like that of Byron Buxton and Mike Trout, and I I got him everywhere. I got them everywhere, and I said I'm settled. When they started, you know, killing the league the first month, I said, there's no way I can lose the, the leagues I have them. You know, there is no way. It's impossible. They, these guys are doing everything. Average, hummers, stolen bases, <laughs> RBIs. I mean, in a standard five-by-five five league, they were – and I already had good pitching because this year I've I've had – excellent pitching it's been the hitting part that that you know left left the building for me so uh, i started you know just messing around with all the guys in my leagues and just telling them there is no way you can catch my my I, i'm sometimes <laughs> I, I was even you know mocking around you know go, just light banter with with, with of course with, with ribbing one. the other people whoopsie daisy oh. My God, then they started falling like flies, you know? <laughs> then Trav got out, <laughs> Boxton, getting all those. I, I don't know what else can Biden-Boxton get hurt. I, I don't know. He's found Boxer's ways hand. of getting hurt. Yes, he's, but he's found ways of getting hurt that no one know, knew about them. You know, it, it's and it's so sad because the guy is so good, but he can't. He just can't stay healthy. I, 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 I will not trust him anymore ever again. To be wow. honest, this was, but that's a, but it was, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's it is what it is. I don't know if you remember, remember now that Tyler is a, 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 M's, um, a Mariners fan. Franklin Gutierrez, you know the Venezuelan. He's he's an amazing baseball player, but he he just got hurt in every imaginable mm-hmm. way. He could never get up to his potential. So this this is what happened. What's happening with Bucks and. Pairing him with Trout this year, it was, you know, one month wonder. And then <laughs> it was I, I, I've been suffering everywhere. So, I mean, he had 10 old runs.
3: Is. He had 10 old runs and 100 plate appearances, basically. I mean, he was no, it was crazy. It was the that everyone waited for. And then and that was the end yeah. of that. Sorry. Yeah. I'm really sorry because you're a, a likable guy. We do care about you, but. <laughs> Take nope. that wig. Shit to the curb, son.
4: Yeah, it didn't, didn't happen. So, uh, dearie, you think you got one then? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about a trade that I executed in the offseason and one Ooh. of my home, home league keeper leagues, uh, our good buddy Dave Petrucci. Now, I will preface this with Dave is actually in the playoffs right now. And I am not. Um, both of us thought this was a pretty fair deal, but he he, A lot of people felt like he got the better end of the deal. A lot of people were shitting on me for trying to make this deal and actually executing this deal. So the deal was I traded Jorge Soler and Blake Snell. In return, I got Liam Hendricks and Jesus Lozardo. So everybody was saying, what are you doing? You're giving up Soler. Guy has possibility to hit 50 home runs. Snell looked really good in the playoffs. I was not a Blake Snell fan whatsoever coming into the season. have talked about it many times. We seem to talk about this guy every week. And Solaire and Snell have not produced whatsoever. Now, credit to Dave. Dave has made a lot of other moves, made a lot of other trades to put himself in contention. But, yeah, a lot of people thought that Solaire would continue this rise of this power that he had over the last couple of years. And, no, 190 average, 11 home runs. Blake Snell, 5.71, e or not ERA, but walks per nine. ERA has just been torched all season long. Now, his last start, Blake Snell was really, really solid. So, kudos to Dave that you still have Snell on your team, and he's doing well right now. In return, a lot of people didn't like what I was getting. Now, Jesus Lozardo, I like. Now, this is a dynasty, so I, he could be someone I'm keeping moving forward. And Liam also Hendricks, a K-9 league. Yes, it is yeah. also a K-9 league. So, Liam Hendricks was the big piece of this. You know, 24 saves, 14.54 K-9, per but... Dave may have been doing a victory lap right when you made this deal but Solaire has not produced whatsoever he's probably not going to be kept Snell I think you're probably going to try to trade Snell in the off season. hopefully he can do uh, have a nice you know down the stretch uh, comeback here and give you some value to trade him I'm keeping Hendricks I got a great reliever here a guy who's you know could be you know the roll aids reliever of the year you know a great caper sure. nine but uh it's fun is
3: terrible though
4: yeah, he is. I mean, obviously he was sent back down, but I, I'm still pretty happy that I got a solid reliever, especially a guy where you have saves, you have holds in this league, you have caper nine, and he's been an absolute beast, a whip of 0.74. But it's really interesting to look back on these trades when you when you when they're made in the offseason, it always seems like people are commenting on oh, you fleeced that guy, you totally ripped <laughs> him off. You can't make those assumptions until you get into the season, especially after the 2020 that we saw where obviously it was a shortened season. So, you know, a guy like Lusardo, we didn't know how many innings we were going to get from him. Obviously had trouble hitting the plate early on. Hendricks was great last season, moves on over to the White Sox. That's a stud team. So Lair, two years removed from hitting 48 home runs, absolute in the shitter now. And Snell I mean, if you read up enough on Snell, you were either way in on him or way out. Mike, I know you were back and forth with him all preseason. I was out from the beginning, yet I did actually draft him in another league, and I still have him on my roster. But it's fun to go back and look at some of those victory laps that we thought we had when we first initially made trades.
3: Victory! Take that weak-ass shit to the curb, son! Uh, um, uh, By the way, Solaire had a double dong yesterday. Want to throw that out there? He's heating up over the last seven days. So just in case someone's listening to the podcast and be like, hey, dude, Solaris hit four home runs over last week. Okay, that's true. But he's been horrendous for this season. He's still been
5: horrendous. Yeah. But he is heating
3: up. I'll give him that.
5: Yeah, but you cannot you cannot homer what you can't hit, man. So, he, <laughs> I, I mean. He, I love he's that. A, he, he's, he's a long way still.
3: Oh, yes. No doubt about it. <laughs> Me and Eric Cross... Do the tag team team. I've talked about this many times. We're co-managers of that team. We dropped Solaire a couple weeks ago, and that was against my wishes. I said forever and ever, like, oh, he's going to heat up. I I couldn't let it go. And we finally drop him. He actually starts heating up a tad, but he's still so bad, so bad. So mm. Eric was right. I was wrong. I take full responsibility for that. I do. Uh, all some people could say a victory lap gone wrong was your mind Mercedes for certain people.
4: Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah, that, but, well, I mean, think about it this way. That's a free scoop up. You had him for a little bit. I well, mean, mate, well, I mean well, there well. were some big fab bids on him. For exactly. sure. It depends, what someone, exactly. yeah. it
3: depends yeah. what someone said. Yeah. It depends what
4: someone said. Yeah, I mean, we saw a couple hundred dollars of fab, and yeah. we're talking week three of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about that in that context of, of how much you may have bid on him. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, they happen all year long. People get on their high horse, and they think they got it, but then poof, an injury takes it away. Or just poor play. It just goes straight to hell. So there's a lot of that going around. I think it's a fun idea to play with, mess around. I just wanted to try it with Carlos, our pal here, before we hit the road. So I think that'll about do it, though. I think we've given a fair amount of our time and energy to the show. Carlos, is there anything else you want to say
5: before we close it out? No, just saw that Otani um, hit Story in the hand in in the game. I don't know. He stayed in the game, but that's something that maybe we have to look at
3: oh shit wow well we're we're doing this in real time folks so if this is something you're hearing later on in podcast format you'd be like oh i remember that that was nothing or like (laughs) oh my god i remember when that happened and his career's over who
5: knows so thank you that's a good update it's nothing let's hope it's nothing
3: i actually went with otani the pitcher for the first time ever in my glarf league i've always he's been the hitter for me exclusively all year but i finally went for this double dip so I hope he's pitching well.
4: He's doing all right. Four and a third, three Ks. Okay. All right. That's no runs. No runs. Just
3: give me a quality start. Get to six innings. No runs. That's great. Are they it's at home good.
4: against the Rockies or are they on the road? Yeah. They're at home, yeah, right?
3: they're definitely home. The it's, uh, if it was at Coors, I wonder if I would have started them. I think I might have. I don't fear Coors as much as I used to. I really don't. But, you know, that's for another show. Oh, yes. I know that's shocking news, but also it's a scary place to pitch. Coors. All right. Thank you so much. I am Michael Gauvier. I'm the host, along with my fellow host, Christopher Deary. C. Deary1999 on Twitter. M.J. Govier on Twitter. Plazo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Plazo Podcast. Two L's. Two Z. Utah. Give me two. That's how you can contact us. Connect with us. Sub the YouTube channel. Get at us on the podcast. We want to grow this thing. We do a lot of work. We, I mean, we do some work. Uh, we definitely give our time and energy. We give it our all every show. And we want you guys to let us know if there's something you prefer. Something we could do differently. Let us know. Communicate with us. We can't know unless you talk to us. And as far as Carlos Marcano, I think Carlos is a special dude. And I'm really glad that we get to know each other through baseball and through Twitter. Really? I never would have known who you were. I had no idea who you were. You had no idea who I was. And through Twitter and baseball, we've been able to come together and develop a friendship.
5: Me, you and Deary, we're all pals now. Look at us. We're baseball buddies that's right that's beautiful i mean that's what baseball does you know it It can bring the best out of it uh, out of people it it could take the, it could bring some bad out of some people too but it's mostly (laughs) good
3: yeah rob manfred absolutely and that's what i i love the olympics in theory have all these nations right it sounds so beautiful it's like a mixing of all these cultures from the world which is cool right dearie but you know what i'm gonna get to here (laughs) fuck the olympics right the IOC is such a cesspool of awfulness that it... Oh, yeah. It's the same thing, like I said earlier, with the Michigan thing. I don't want to take away from the current athletes. I, I am in this struggle where I... Hey, the athletes, they're really trying to do their thing. The current athletes who are Olympians, who are Michigan football Wolverines. Things happened in the past or that are currently happening in the IOC. And in Michigan's case with the Dr. Anderson thing. But they didn't have anything to do with it. So I find myself, hey... I can't root for this. I feel shitty about it because it's so against my principles. Yet, there's athletes that had nothing to do with these principles, were given it they're all.
5: You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's tough.
4: Yeah. yeah, the Olympics go into cities, and they leave right afterwards, and they just basically bankrupt these cities, and they just end up with all these stadiums that they can't pay for, and all the taxpayers end up stuck with all this shit, and it's absolute hell. They just need to rotate the Olympics between, like, four or five different cities that can actually afford to put on an event like this, but On the flip side of that, like the athletes, obviously, like they've been dreaming about this their whole lives, and you know, baseball's back in the Olympics. We missed out on it for a little bit, so it's like, you know, you root for those guys, you root for the athletes, the 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 men and women that have strived their whole lives to do this on that you know big Mm -hmm. global stage. But there's always that sneaky thing behind it, the IOC.
5: Hmm.
4: What do you think, Carlos?
3: It's like like like
5: like FIFA, like exactly yeah like world cup <laughs> yeah. yeah set bladder remember that scum egg? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh what a world what a world
3: <laughs> i don't want to ruin everything i want to find the good and i do i try i really do try to find the good in life or otherwise i would not be able to live and function but i'm not going to be a fool and i'm not going to let people take advantage of me that's just something i i just think what's fair is fair but that's you know nice. what's fair is having Carlos on the show, we'll have him back again real soon. We'll talk more baseball. We'll kind of see how the season wrapped up. Did the Mariners actually make the playoffs? Did Oakland go to the World yeah. Series? All of these things are in play. Anything can happen,
5: Carlos. What do you think? You know, hope, hopefully they will. Uh, it's a, it, I'm used to get you know disappointed at the end of the year, but this year is going to be different. I, I can feel it. <laughs> wow. I can feel go Tigers! it. It's it's Matt Olson's vibes, you know. It, I can oh
3: it. <laughs> yeah! Now we're cooking. All right, that's no, awesome, no, I, Carlos. Please follow I'm Carlos. Very,
5: just very thankful for being here again, guys. I I always enjoy. I say always, like it's been a thousand times, but it feels like it has. You know, yes. It it, it it's really really I've, nice to be with you and and I mean. Whenever I, I can help with anything, if I, you can reach me at my Twitter handle, anyone, I I, I don't have every answer, but, I, but I, I like to ramble a lot about about baseball. So yeah, <laughs> I, I try to make my best to to help anyone that that needs, and um, just try to be good with everyone else, guys. The world is a harsh enough enough place, so let, let's try to make it better one day at a time. Come on, we can do it.
3: beautiful if you follow this man at CA Marcano on Twitter Carlos is great read his stuff support him connect with him you know how you can reach us Palazzo podcast we'll be back on Friday hopefully with the show as long as everything goes according to plan with Ray Murphy that's the tentative schedule I'm off to Georgia Deary's gonna go to bed Carlos is gonna get off the balcony he's freezing his took us off right now totally kidding there's no way it's cold right now in Costa Rica, is it?
5: It's, uh, it's fifteen uh, Celsius degrees. It's nice. Fifteen, like sixteen. Fifteen Celsius. That's like, okay, like 16? what? Fifteen. C I don't know. How this works. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's sixty, like around sixty. Ah! Oh wow! Yes. It's colder there this day because it's been raining a lot this day so it, it got colder
3: i'm sorry to hear that i'm sorry your life will get better no though. it's nice, it's
5: nice. I, I i like it for a for a change it...
3: <laughs> i want to see i want to see you get mad i want to see you get like so angry <laughs> that you you turn like this ah! i know what mad happens as hell. We, all, we all get oh, pissed no, you yeah. don't want we should yeah you don't want <laughs> well,
4: Rick, next time we have carlos on we'll bring back mad as hell yeah let's well, do that let's do get him drunk too line. we'll get him shit-faced
3: and we'll do a mad as hell see if we can make that happen <laughs> okay I, I would love to see that all right i'm done thanks for listening everybody thanks for watching you guys are the oh best God. tyler steve all the newcomers what a great night for newcomers on this monday evening we'll see you soon catch on the flip side Bye-bye. Hey now, hey
2: now, the good-
3: C-B-A comes. There come, there come. between us
0: we know that death won't win Right, lads. Now I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. Sick of being upsold at gyms?